Yesterday, July 19th, makes it a year since I got my diagnosis for the multiple myeloma. Another milestone to be proud of that I'm here, um, better than what I was a year ago. I'm in much better shape. I finally see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? It's getting brighter and brighter, so God is great. Truly is. This is the story of Tim Cooper, a 56-year-old black man with multiple myeloma, a rare, incurable blood cancer. Tim, a bright light, a man of faith, is documenting his experience to help others. October 22nd, November 21st, get away for another week. And here's the thing about Tim. He brings a far more upbeat, philosophical outlook to a situation than most of us could muster. I'm no prophet, I'm no great individual in the sense that I'm an average guy, but I think I've been placed in an extraordinary situation that I was not to deal with. You know, why not me? And so hopefully whatever I can share with you can help you to move through this process and deal with it and take it one day at a time. You're listening to part three of the Tim Cooper story. And thanks so much for continuing on with us here on Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro, your host. It's been a year since Tim was diagnosed with myeloma. There's no cure, but it is manageable. And with the right treatment, remission is possible. It's why Tim began preparing for an autogalous stem cell transplant, meaning the cells are from Tim's own body. He welcomed us into each part of the process. And today we're sharing this part of Tim's journey with you. It's all ahead. Doing a stem cell transplant. That's correct. Very good. Thank you. You got 100%. I know. Would I get a ghost star? Yes. What about a new car? That would be great. <laughs> I've been having a new car. A little car. That would be great. I remember right, the first day you were on clinic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Basically, it was so, like this times 10. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. right. Come a long way. Alrighty. Before we get to March 11th, 2022, Tim's day of transplant. Here's what's ahead. His stem cells were collected from his blood, then frozen or cryopreserved. Powerful doses of chemo come next. It helps kill the tiniest of myeloma cells, wiping out the cancer, but it's administered at such high levels that it also wipes out the immune system. The next step, the actual transplant, thawing and returning those cells to Tim's body rebooting the immune response and his ability to make new healthy blood cells. It also lowers the risk of infection and other things like chemotoxicity, which can damage the heart, liver, and other organs. This happens in the hospital, where Tim was closely monitored for any side effects, what we call expected effects, since doctors anticipate certain reactions to treatment. Leading the charge is Tim's oncologist, Dr. Patricia Kropf of Novant Health Cancer Institute in Charlotte. My goal is to get Tim into a complete remission. And by complete remission, I mean that we can't find any evidence of his myeloma with sophisticated molecular testing. I know at some point we will lose our response because that's the natural case of myeloma, but I'd like to ride out that remission as long as we can. 
Keep in mind, and this is important, remission with myeloma is not the same as being cured of myeloma. Some patients have a partial response to treatment. Others have a complete or full remission, which can last months, years even. But it's a relapsing disease. At some point, the cancer will come back. The goal is to keep it at undetectable levels for as long as possible. Doctors put it this way. That's the goal with myeloma, is to keep the protein undetectable. And the reason we want it undetectable is because that protein, when it circulates, can cause damage to the kidneys, to the bones. Back to February 22nd at Novant Health Presbyterian Medical Center in Charlotte, where Tim completed the first step, stem cell collection. While we're collecting, you see that he's hooked to the monitor. That is to make sure that these vitals are good. We're taking blood pressures every 15 minutes. Here, blood flowed from a vein, through a catheter, and into an apheresis machine, which you'll hear in the background. It separated and collected Tim's stem cells from his blood, while everything else was re-infused back into his bloodstream. And it will circulate his blood approximately from head to toe about four to five times. Unbelievable. And then if you move my blood back and forth, I don't feel anything. It's just a little bit of blood at a time. Oh, okay. So it's taking and returning, taking that, and returning. So that's why you don't feel anything. It looks like a lot more than it actually is. Okay. Two weeks later, in early March, Tim packed for the hospital, preparing for his stem cells to be reinfused. Today is March 8th, getting ready for the day before I check into the hospital to have my stem cell transplant. I'm just getting prepped to get ready for my big move in, my big vacation, so to speak, for two and a half weeks I will be there. So I'm anxious and excited to move forward with this process. It's been going great so far. Everything has come back positive as far as my stem cell counts and all of my blood work and the way my system has been adjusting to the chemo that I've done previously to get ready for this process. So here's kind of what I've been doing, putting my suitcase together. These are the items that I've got so far, just regular clothing, t-shirts, sweatshirts, you know, loungewear, pajamas, and I'll put toiletries in there as well. Some other materials that I'm bringing my Bible with me to keep me occupied while I'm there. The next day, March 9th, he was admitted to Presbyterian Medical Center. Two days later, on March 11th, 2022, it was the day of transplant, which some patients celebrate as their second birthday. So I get my new birth date, as I've been told. For my regular birthday in June, it will be also be on March 11th. So March 11th is your new birthday. New birthday, yes it is. Oh, how exciting. You'll hear a number of people in the background. PR's Robin Baltimore, another colleague of mine, and Dr. Croft, Tim's oncologist, who references Dr. Alan Skarbnik, also of Novant Health Cancer Institute. Now listen, Dr. Skarbnik, who's my partner, we rotate weeks. Okay. Okay. So he comes on tomorrow, okay. but I'm on the next week. Okay. Okay. It's okay. I'll allow it. Oh, good. Thank you so much. <laughs> to her. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you're on your second bag. Yep. 
Tell me how you're feeling right now. I'm in a good space right now. The bandwidth's kicking in. Mine's getting a little bit heavier, but I'm good. You'll remember, Tim said the hardest part about fighting a serious disease is the loss of independence. He also hates sitting still. So a two to three week hospital stay presented another challenge. Going for a walk now. Get out of the room, walk the hallways, just get some exercise and get my legs moving instead of sitting so much and being sedentary. It's another thing we have in common. The PR team members involved in this project, myself included, have spent a year getting to know Tim. We've become friends. I too would struggle with a loss of independence. I like being able to manage things on my own. I don't like asking for help, so I really can't imagine what it would feel like. And as frustrating as it can be for Tim, in this case, he found a way to pass his time in the hospital by checking in with us. All right, so today is March 14th, day three of after the stem cell process. Having some more fatigue and slight nausea. Right now I'm taking it light, eating lighter foods, toast, bananas, real exciting stuff, you know. Other than that, I feel pretty good, you know, just a little bit of discomfort, obviously, and being cooped up here in this room, you know, could be better, could be worse. Today is March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. See, I'm wearing my green. I'm at day six. My brother Tony came to visit me, brought me some stuff from the house that I needed. So it's good getting another somebody else in the hospital that's not a nurse or a doctor coming to see you. So that was a great pick-me-up today. So thank you, Tony, for that. A few days later, on March 20th, Tim encountered his toughest day yet. He learned his mom, Loretta Cooper, had also been in the hospital. And he wasn't feeling well himself. Those expected effects, things like nausea, fatigue, and low blood count, had set in. Sunday evening is day nine of my treatment cycle here at Presbyterian. Just feel really weak and lightheaded. You think you're in the clear. All of a sudden, you have your highest temperature yet. The other sad news that I had this weekend is that my mom, she's diagnosed with leukemia. That was another realization that, you know, cancer is no joke. It's out to take you and it's evil. And I spoke to her on the phone, tried to encourage her. She was worried about telling me. That's what mothers are like, right? That's what great mothers do. They always worry about their children first and of themselves. So today's an eye-opener. It's the reality that you never know what's going to happen. you got to have a strong faith, good doctors. Better days would follow, like this one, three days later. Morning. Today is March 23rd, day 13. And we've seen this scene before here, right, of me packing to come to the hospital, well, guess what? Today, I'm packing to leave. My white blood cell counts have jumped, tripled since yesterday. The rest of my platelets and everything else looks great, so Dr. Croft gave me the okay. So I'm excited, to, more than excited as you might think, to get home and to get out of it. So I'm just started packing now. And what's great is that I have a lot less to take back with me because I had my brother Tony come and get a laundry bag to take things last week, so I'm leaving with a lighter load and on the road to recovery still, so what a great day today is. As Tim checked in, you may have noticed that he was counting the days after transplant. 
day three, day six, and so forth. And there's a reason for this. Day 100 is a stem cell transplant milestone that people often circle on their calendars. It's when the highest risk for critical side effects has passed. It's also when Tim would learn how he responded to it. Well, I'm here to see Dr. Croft, my oncologist. Um, my biopsy result should be back in two days. So today is the big day dun, 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 to get my results of whether I'm going to be in remission or not. So little nerve wracking. That's ahead in episode four of the Tim Cooper story on Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro, your host, and I'm humbled to tell Tim's story. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a five-star review or share it with friends. Find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. And leave Tim a note of encouragement. You'll find his story under Editor's Picks on www.healthyheadlines.org or use the search feature to type in his name. People can join the discussion at the end of that article, and Tim's responded to many of the comments already. Thanks for listening.